Road School Moms, where education meets adventure, right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, sharing my adventures in homeschooling from behind the wheel of my RV, currently in America's backyard. And I'm Holly Giles from the Giles Frontier, sharing my experiences in parenting right here on my back porch in Central Florida. Join us as we share our Christian perspective on parenting and home education. So find yourself a cozy spot and a favorite beverage. And let's share a little time together. Greetings, Road School Moms from wherever in the world you are. Welcome to episode 170 of Road School Moms Radio. This week, we are continuing in our Be Still series. This show is all about having a home mindset. But before we get to that, last episode, Holly, you and I challenged each other to be bored. So I'm curious how that looked for you this week and what else is going on over at the Giles Frontier? Well, I love the challenge of being bored and I did leave my phone inside and spent time outside this week. Of course, getting ready for our pioneer day, but just really enjoying the weather, watching the birds and not looking at my phone. But I wanted to tell you the boys. So we've kind of, you know, we go through spurts where we take away, not, you know, for any reason, we're just like, okay, we're not going to be on tablets, you know, this week, or we've watched enough Andy Griffiths, so we're not going to watch TV. (laughs) And so what happened this week was the boys and Curtis were talking and they have been out exploring more in the neighborhood. Grayson is learning to call Turkey. He went on a Turkey hunt. So he's been going out in the woods calling Turkey And what they did that was really cool, and I didn't do it because I kind of wanted to wait till you got here, Mary Beth, and I thought we could explore this together. We live uh, in a neighborhood that has a historic home that was built in the 1800s, and it's a, uh, you know, it's a, what am I trying to say? You know, it's open to the public. You can go and check it out. Well, it was owned by Frederick. A historic landmark. Yes, that's it. And there's actually still some property on the other side of this historic home that's all wooded and kind of grown over. And legend has it that there is a swimming pool back there that was built by Frederick DeBerry in, I think, 1870 or 80, maybe. And it is the the first swimming pool built in the state of Florida. It's not the first concrete, but the first one built in the state of Florida. And so we've been kind of reading up on where it is. We know the location within like a 10 acre, you know, radius. So they got excited about it and spent time together looking at maps and uh, looking on the GPS and they found it. And it's actually just a really short walk. It's not far at all, but the bathhouse is there. The swimming pool is there and wisteria vines. My husband said are just growing and blooming everywhere. So I can't wait to go and see it. So come be bored next week here with me and we're going to go find the swimming pool and then we'll post pictures of it. How fun. That makes me think of a, there's a swimming pool fact from the Ford, um, what am I trying? Edison Ford Estates in Fort Myers. Yes. 
there's that that makes me think about that. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to be bored in Florida with you in just a few days. I'm so looking forward to it. Our family this week, um, when I told them we were going to be bored, we're not excited about being bored. They quickly <laughs> equated that to, oh, are we going to have to unplug everything? See, they knew right away. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to admit something to you. The biggest challenge this week for me to be bored um, was lied right, or um, is that the right word, lied, laid? You'd think I would know that. Anyway, it rested. How about that? That challenge rested within me. I was the one that had trouble at the beginning putting down my phone, not worrying about what my email said and all those kinds of things. And to really do what we always say, lead by example. And once I started doing that, they were like little ducks and followed right, you know, followed right behind me. And we had some good times this week doing absolutely nothing. Tori quickly caught on. And every time she's seen anywhere that we could pull over, stop, get out. Oh, let's stop at the park. Oh, hey, there's a rest area. Look, they have picnic tables. So it really kind of made me remember how easy it is to change the attitude of your kids by changing your own attitude. It really is. Because I think a lot of times they don't know what else to do. You know, we didn't have those devices when we were kids, but now it's just commonplace and that is their go-to. That's just what they do. But when we remove that, Mm -hmm. I think it, it only takes a day, I would say, generally. And kids really can respond to it in different ways and enjoy it. Yes. Yep. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I know even like grandparents will be around or someone will say something, you know, Oh, you know, your kids are always on the computer. Oh my goodness. Don't, you know, they talk about screen time or whatever. And I think, yeah, you know, it's what they've learned and you're so right. Like I think it's our job in our generation to help transform that generation that, you don't need a screen in front of you. And unfortunately, again, it starts with you. So if they see you, I mean, if that's your go-to thing, of course it's going to be their go-to thing. So it's really our job. It's our job to change it. So what about our topic this week? Yeah, well, Holly, you know, honestly, for me, this week, we're going to talk about having a home mindset. And what that means to you and I is, you know, really having, making home a priority wherever you are. And for me, that honestly hits haha close to home because obviously our home is not your traditional sticks and bricks. Um, we gave up that traditional home scenario about six or so years ago when we bought our motor home and took our life on the road. And for us, we've learned really that home is where you park it. And what my family, my traveling homeschooling family that is, has come to learn is that memories are made not just within four walls, but also sometimes on four wheels, or in our case, 10 wheels. Um, Traditions are built on values and experiences, and family and home is wherever you are with each other. And with that, we've adjusted our life to a home mindset wherever in the world we are. That is so interesting to me. I can't, like for me, I dream of doing that at some point in my life. For me, I love being home. My husband will tell you I am a home body. (laughs) I like it. I like being home. And I think just like what you said, our topic today is having a home mindset. Now that like does not have to be a stationary home. It can be a home on wheels. It can be wherever. But when I talk about having a home mindset, what I want to get across to moms is making that home whatever it is, wherever it is, your priority and your basis 
for your life and your children's life and then extending out from there. In my mind, home really gives our children a sense of security. It's not necessarily a sense of identity, but but it is. Family gives you kind of a sense of identity. And they understand this is where I belong. This is where I belong. Really, wherever we are together as a family, this is where I belong. And I think that is important for children. Being home means, of course, preparing meals, washing clothes, doing chores, life skills, all of that from a very young age. And that kind of equates to routine, a routine of being at home and creating a home mindset. Absolutely. You know, you and I talked a few weeks ago about our schedules. And as a matter of fact, you and I broke it all down in that episode of Day at Home with Road School Moms. And we introduced the idea of layers and the foundation that you're building with each of your kiddos day by day, year by year. And that's really what we're kind of talking about here. Um, And you're right. I mean, in my mind, I think back to those earlier years of my momhood. And gosh, littles are the best worker bees, aren't they? I mean, I can just remember how eager they were to help and be a part of your household and, you know, washing dishes or putting away the silverware or whatever. That that wasn't a job for them. That was an activity. That was something they loved to do. And it, it really, when I look back on it now, I see that that was really the time to build routines and structure and that all that will be building blocks for your homes for all those years to come. And that part's really basic. You know, I'm, I know I'm talking in the beginning about brushing your teeth and making beds and all that. Um, but I'm also talking about like what you said, making dinner and clearing and washing away the dishes after meals and, you know, your family devotion time. If you do that in your day, we do that in the morning. That's when it's best for us. Um, and by morning, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, 630 in the morning. I mean like whenever our morning hits, um, reading before bedtime, all those things that you routinely do in your home really make your home. Yes. And also the structure, you know, structure that I'm talking about, it's the same when they're littles. And I don't think I realized it early on that structure was super important. We learned with Grace and of course, having special needs children, structure is really good for them, but I think it's good for all children. And what I mean by structure is we brush our teeth, we, you know, put our clothes away, we do the dishes, we have snack, we have playtime. That's the type of structure, you know, that I'm talking about when they're little. And I realized early on, you know, I tried to do so much with them, like going places. And the more that I did that, the more behavioral issues. I don't know if you experienced that when they're younger, the more behavioral issues I had, the more time away from home that we were. Did you experience that? Oh yes, absolutely. So I, I learned that, okay, well, if we stay home more, which, you know, when you're a mom, sometimes you just got to get out. You have got to get out of the house. <laughs> and I, I get that. I have been there. But in general, I think our children do much better at home, having that daily structure at home and spending that time with them early on. You and I both know how fast that time goes. I think we keep talking about that. I meet moms who are like, I I can't take it. I have to get out of the house. I don't want to stay here every day. I have no one to talk to, you know, adult language to talk to. And I know we do need days out, whether at the park or having coffee, those types of things. But I mean, in a general routine sense to limit that to once a week or something like that. And as you do that, you see the change in your children 
And then it becomes a little easier, right? It becomes a little easier with your kids. And like you said, doing the dishes and all that, they do, they love to help. And I used to think, oh, I don't, I don't want them to have to do chores and I don't want them to have to do that. But I quickly learned that starting young, because let me just tell you, don't you agree? It, I have a 15 year old and it's still taking all this time <laughs> to oh teach him to do those things. Yes. Amen it's to that. It's just a one-time deal. It no. is years mm-hmm. it takes to master these things. And starting young when they love it is actually kind of imprinting on them how to do those things when they're older. So what does structure look like for you when you live behind the wheel? Well, you know, let me say this first. When you just said, said something, you said, I can't talk this morning. Something you said resonated with me when you just said that is that letting them help sometimes for me anyway, I have a really bad habit of wanting things to be done my way. Right. Ah. So, you know, and sometimes when you have littles and even when you have bigs, sometimes letting them help, uh, you have to take away your crazy and you have to let things happen. Right. And so, so what if they want to dry the dishes with a paper towel or, you know, instead of the towel that you laid out, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what kind of an example, but you get where I'm going with this. And I think sometimes, at least for me, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, get out of your own way, get out of your own way and let things happen and be a little flexible. And you know, our routines change. Let the seasons of your life help mold your family and not define them. Build a structure to your days that match your goals and your values. We talked about that in the last episode. And for me, this, this has really changed over the past two years. If you've been a loyal listener at Road School Moms, then you know what I'm talking about. I became a solo parent over the past couple of years and not necessarily by choice, but that's how it is. And my day's priorities, they had to shift. They had to shift to survive in the beginning. It wasn't something that I accepted readily. It was something I struggled with. And now, you know, honestly, a good part of my day is spent working and I have to make the best of the time that I have with my kiddos. And that includes homeschool instruction. I mean, it sounds basic, but it was really something that I had to come to grips with and have a priority in my head and I'll tell you, I wasn't very successful at it at the beginning. And my kiddos, they suffered from it. But what I can tell you is after a couple of years of, you know, reevaluating how things are and months of trying this and that that didn't work, you know, what I found are things that are invaluable to me. And that is things that we've talked about on this show before, like morning time. Um, that always doesn't happen in the morning, by the way, because I want Road School Moms, I've had a lot of questions on this, and they'll say to me, well, we don't really get up at the same time every day, or we really don't, aren't morning people. Guess what? Neither am I. And Holly, you know this already. <laughs> you and I haven't been on these, this show very often, you know, very much together, um, but you already see. I'm not a morning person, but guess what? Doesn't it sound funny that morning time is the basic part of my homeschool day? It's yeah, that's true. funny. I'm a morning person, and you're not. Yes, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a night owl and you're not. No, I'm not. No, so we I wilt at yes. 9 p.m. And you so know we, that. <laughs> yes, I do. I've come to, I've come to understand it, but that's okay. It's part of the seasons that's different for me here at Road School Moms and for you. And I think we've done a pretty good job. We're what, this is the fourth or fifth show we've been on. We've kind of got that part of it down. We hope getting in a groove. We do. But you know, for my homeschool day, poetry tea time, that's another thing that's really important to us. Family read alouds, our notebooking and journaling time. And what if you see the pattern here, for me, being together 
And having that instruction for my kiddos all across the board is really important for my homeschool structure. And that gives my kids the opportunity for all of us to come together, learn together. But then that also gives them kind of like a springboard to rabbit trail off and build on their own and do their own homeschool thing. And so I really do my best, 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 best to set aside time in my day, not every day, but on my core homeschool days, I really try to set aside some time after those things I just talked about to be with my high schooler even and my littlers, little ones, all of them. I've learned the hard way that life, work, obligations, the phone, all those things that can distract you from what's really important in your house, take over and rob you and your kiddos of what the most valuable thing there is. And you just talked about it and that's time. So my biggest advice on that structure is to put your structure in place, examine your goals and your values, and then just stick to it. You'll be glad you did. Yes. And with a loose structure. I wanted to go back to something you said, which I think is very important is getting out of your own way, especially when children are younger. I was a victim to this because I was an only child. So I grew up doing things a certain way or being taught a certain way. And then when you have children come into your life, that just upsets the whole apple cart and nothing is clean the way you like it and all those different things. And when you're trying to teach children Sometimes it's so much easier just to do it yourself (laughs) to get it done. And, you know, it took me years of aggravation. I mean, I was, I would be aggravated because I couldn't get the laundry folded and I couldn't do those things. And then I listened to another mom talking about the same thing. And she says, who cares what it looks like? It's going in a drawer. Who cares? Just get it to the drawer. Mm -hmm. So that's our motto get it to the drawer. I don't care what it looks like. Well, I mean, I do teach them how to, you you know what I'm saying, but underwear, why do we fold underwear? I have no idea. Just get it in the drawer off the couch. That's my thing. Get the underwear off the couch in a drawer. I don't care if it's shoved, whatever, whatever. And when you're talking about structure again, for us, our morning time, we just kind of go to that word. It could be at eight o'clock in the morning. It could be at 11 o'clock in the morning. But for me, that is my favorite time of day because we get to sit. And if you've gone on my website, you've seen pictures. We sit outside on our porch. One boy is probably hooking up lures, playing in his tackle box. The other one is probably whittling on a stick or sharpening something as I read, whether we're reading history, uh, whatever chapter book we're reading. And that lends itself to rabbit trails. But what I've learned is they do not have to sit there studiously listening to their mother. They can have a project because that actually, like you said, goes down rabbit trails. Then they actually open up to me and start talking to me about things they want to do or things they're thinking about. And I would have missed that opportunity if they were sitting at a desk over here, one over here and one over here separated from each other. I do have people say, how can you be with your children all day, (laughs) every day? (laughs) Don't you have that? Oh yes. Yes. Common question. Is every day peachy? No way. No way. Ask Mary Beth. What what was it last night? I called and said, help me. (laughs) I can't take it. (laughs) Right. We all have those. 
I have learned, I wouldn't have it any other way. I feel like we are, we have such a bond. Yes, there are days when I would like to hop in the car and just go walk the aisles of Hobby Lobby in peace. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's not like we're glued to the hip. You know, they're out playing, they're creating, they're doing different things. We're not in each other's space. But that for us, you know, home is our center for us. We, we plan out from there, which is very limited now, even as they get older. And, you know, I don't know if you've experienced this family members, they used to get annoyed with us when my boys were smaller because we, we wouldn't stay out late, you know, doing stuff. And we might not go to this on the weekends or we might not go out several times because we had learned what worked for our kids, especially for Grayson. You know, if we're out late, then we're having a bad day the, the whole next day. I don't know if that happens to your kids when they're younger. <clears throat> and Curtis and I just decided that our family unit was more important than those occasions where we didn't participate. And that really, because if, if we did, we all paid the price was the issue. We paid the price. You know, it was disastrous in our home for days if we did that, especially if you have a child with special needs. We would miss out on things and we did for years and that was okay. But now our family can do those things. Our boys are older. That isn't, you know, what we do anymore. And they don't feel like they missed out on anything. I think we think our kids are going to remember everything and they, they don't when they're older, they can now appreciate it more and they don't feel like they missed out on anything. What do you think about that? Yeah, that is so true. And, um, I think as your family matures, So does your family foundation. Those layers that we talked about are woven together by the blood, sweat, and tears of your life. They're strengthened by good times and bad experiences. And this is where older kids will, you'll see this. They'll start to model you. So be careful, road school moms, because they will. They'll act just like you. And that's why we preach so much here about leading by example. And that's the things that I've come to learn in my home and the mindset that my, ha- my kiddos have and that, you know, and we really have established this. It wasn't something early on when they're little, they don't know this to, you know, together is better and homemade builds the heart. And I'm not just talking about homemade recipes or homemade. I'm talking about homemade. There you everything. go. You're cooking again, aren't you? I know, I know. And I'm not hungry. I ate before the, we, we done this episode today. So I'm not just talking about homemade food. I'm talking about homemade memories, things that you do at home. And really this kind of builds on what I was talking about earlier. And that's that episode that we talked about before on the busyness myth. And this is what builds on who you are and how your family is in the structure of your home. As the years have gone by, I've gotten, well, I've probably gotten some age and confidence patches on my mom cape. That probably helps with this, but I've made better decisions in my recent years on my family structure and the routines and what are important to us. And sometimes we really don't follow the leader. It's what I've learned in those times that build the best layers for my family. And one thought I was thinking about this this morning that really came to my head. Do you remember the solar eclipse event last year? Like big solar eclipse. Well, if you remember right, Holly, we had original plans to rally with others. We even thought about going to Oregon with other full-time families then we decided Road Trip Teacher was actually going to plan an event, which we'd done, and it was awesome down in Carbondale. But let me tell you something. We actually, us, my family, we witnessed that event from beside the road in the middle of a huge thunderstorm, traffic. We couldn't get to where we were going. And guess what? I'm, I could go and talk about those details for 15 minutes. But the, the, what's important with, that, with this um, situation is that, you know what happened? 
it was just the five of, the, of us. And guess what? It was absolutely fine. We had the best time. Solar lessons were learned by all. And I know that we carved a valuable road school layer that day in our family's foundation. And it didn't matter. They're not going to remember exactly who we were with and what we were doing two or three decades from now when they're t- retelling the story, hopefully to their kids. They're going to remember, you know, that we were together and how they learned and what they learned. And I, you know, that's, that's really the most important part is it, if it's not going to matter a hundred years from now, then why worry about it? Don't stress. Definitely. Oh, I have, I have a story for you about the eclipse, but I'm going to save it for the next episode. (laughs) It's a story. (laughs) And it was just the four of us that did the solar eclipse and it was a spur of the moment deal, but there is a hilarious story that goes with that. And yeah, it was a great memory because it was just the four of us. It wasn't a big deal and a big, you know, place with a hundred people. It was great. So I wanted to, I found some scripture, Mary Beth, I wanted to share with our listeners that I felt like touched on our point here today on having a home mindset. It is first Thessalonians four eleven, and it says, make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. And I think that is, I think it was a great scripture for today's topic on our podcast and making it your goal to live a quiet life. And a quiet can be different, you know, for each family, minding your own business, which as you say, what's your word you say, stay in your own lane. I love that. We're going to have to talk about that. Minding your own business and working with your hands. To me, working with your hands is really working your family, working your job as the mother, working your family, working those details, all of that together and bring it before the Lord. And I think that when we do that, we can have peace about having a home mindset and not a worldly cultural mindset. I love that. And I love that you found that scripture. As a matter of fact, I'm going to produce a copy work page that will be available in this show post absolutely free. All you have to do is click on it, Red School Moms, print and cursive, if you want to teach that scripture to your kiddos. It's one I'm going to teach my kiddos this week. I absolutely love that. And you're so right about the hands part. And, you know, it really is your job as a mama to mold and transform and maneuver. And, you know, all those words come to my mind. And I love that. Earlier, you said to me once, Holly, that home is not a pit stop for your day. That resonated with me when you said that to me on your back porch here a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about doing this show when I was in Florida back last month. And you know, I thought about that so much since then, and you are so right. You don't want your house, you don't want your home to be a pit stop. You want that to be your center. Home is the foundation, and I'm sorry, there's that word again, but it really is a foundation for all the building blocks that you're going to lay over your child, your kids' childhood years, early childhood, your middles, your older, and honestly, even when they move out of your home, it's still going to be you building those building blocks and traditions, and it's where your kids are going to learn to act. It's where they're going to learn to react. You want this to be a safe place to land and a strong place for them to leap from when they're ready to fly. It's where they're going to return to. It's where they'll fall to. And you want that. You want them to come home to their roots and to your family, no matter where in the world you are. And that's what we're talking about today. Yes, I've got a tale on that. 
when you said react, I believe that when your home is just a pit stop, meaning you're out, you're going, you're going to this, you're going to that, when home is a pit stop, I think we have a greater tendency to react to our children, to our husbands, to the situation because we're on this high energy of either exhaustion or, you know, whatever, because we're always going, we're just here to eat and sleep and, you know, we're stressed to get all this done. I think you have a greater tendency to react instead of being calm, having the home mindset, working with your hands and all of those things. I, I think that was a good point you made. Let me tell those quickly. I don't want to get off on a long story, but you and I talked about this this week. And this is where I learned about teaching your kids to act and react. I learned my lesson. Let me tell you the story quickly. Do y'all remember when I road trip teacher, I took my crew last year to Mansfield, Missouri. I was recording some videos and doing some things for Holly's um, Prairie Life book club. And we were so excited to be there. But let me tell you what happened. We were in the midst of this awesome place. That's where Laura Ingalls wrote most of her books. It was in the middle of Missouri, beautiful country. All this is going on. I had been prompting Tori to say these certain things and we were recording a video and we took probably eight or 10 takes, honestly. And you know what my problem was? Cause it was my problem, not hers. She was saying things in that video her own way. She wasn't saying exactly like I wanted her to say them. And in the end, long story short, I yelled at her and I'm, I'm so ashamed of that video. And Holly, I admitted this to you this week. We were talking about it. And that's what I want to share with you today. This is all about being real road school mom. So here's me being real. My other daughter was recording that day and, and she really didn't mean to, but she recorded me yelling at Tori. And you know, I was, I talked to her horribly and you can see it in her face. And you want to know something that day when my kids talk about that day, we seen lots of cool stuff that day. Pause fiddle was brought out. If you want to go back and look to those videos and, and look in uh, the learning lifestyle revival, if you're a member over there at the Giles frontier, you have access to all that wonderful prairie life stuff. And you can see how wonderful that day was. We witnessed pause fiddle that they bring out once a year. I looked at the desk where Laura Ingalls wrote all these wonderful books are. I can sit here and talk to you details upon details about how wonderful that day is. Do you know what my kids remember? Oh yeah, mom, that was the day when you yelled at Tori, remember the video? And they, you know, cause Taylor, she saved it in her cloud or whatever. So it's there, it's, it's there forever. And they refer back to it. And now it's funny. It's everybody laughs. Ha ha. But I'll tell you every time that I hear it, it, it tears a little piece. It does in my heart. Cause I think, gosh, how did I get so caught up that day? with what I thought was important and what was going on around me. And you know what? I lost home. I lost my sight of being home that day. And when you started talking about doing this show, Holly, having a home mindset that immediately clicked with me, that experience really was a intentional stopping point for me in my homeschool life, my road school life and reexamining my values and what's important because the things you do and the way you react is going to lay the foundation for how your kids react. And that's something that you, I'm telling you, Rose School Moms, don't, don't be me and don't witness it on video because it's not pretty. I have had that happen on video as well. And it isn't pretty. It's a great reminder. But what I want to leave today with the Road School Moms is that that one instance, it was a wake-up call for you, but it isn't who you are in your motherhood, Right. Tomorrow's a new day. Learn from our mistakes and move forward. It's all of our life is all about learning and learning from our mistakes and not being stuck in that mistake. 
to move forward. So how are we going to wrap this up? Let's wrap up today and well, leave them with a good, good yeah. for the you week. You know, I think that you just said it and that is things that happen in your life and things happen in your homeschool day and your daily life and the things with you and your kiddos or you and your spouse or family members or whatever, things happen, good things, bad experiences, whatever. As long as you learn from them and don't let them define your life, then it's all good. And that just shows your kids, again, what we just talked about, lead by example, show them how you act and how you react and they will follow along like little ducklings. And, you know, you'll look back in the layers of your foundation will be built strong. And that's what it's all about. It is. Well, I can't wait till the last one of our series next week. We are going to talk about being enough. Oh yes. Being enough. Yes. Well, join us road school moms for our very last episode in this be still series next week. Like Holly said, it's all about being enough by then we will have uh, our prairie life um, experience in Florida. You and I will have gotten together and done some great Facebook live. So you can go back on our Facebook page and Instagram and check those out. So until then road school moms, safe travels and God bless. If you're listening to us on a replay, please share your review with iTunes. Stay connected with the Road School Moms team from wherever in the world you are. Like our Facebook page for all the latest news and join the private group Road School Moms for a more personal connection. You can also check our Pinterest boards for more resources and encouragement. Connect with me, Mary Beth, through my website at roadtripteacher.com. We invite you to leave comments, ask questions, and leave your prayer requests at roadschoolmoms.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all our adventures. To connect with me, Holly, visit thegilesfrontier.com. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.